Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. What a joy to share from this precious scripture once again. I consider this as a great privilege. <clears throat> I often think we talk so many things and we share different opinions. And it's a great joy that there are times or there is a privilege, there is an opportunity to share from the precious scripture that never changes. So I'm joyful that as I minister, the Lord is using my life to be a blessing in the lives of so many people. Uh, I think that actually by this time, uh, some of you might be uh, experiencing some kind of technical difficulties in terms of video or audio. Uh, and as a church, we know when things go out of our control, we give it to the hands of God. And right now, I speak healing on our camera and healing over our network, healing over every uh, circumstance, situations that is connected uh, in related to uh, this transmission. And Lord Jesus, we give this to your hands, Lord. Have your way. Hallelujah. And we speak victory over this problem. And uh, we are going to have a blessed time. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so I believe today, as we uh, are going to listen to the ministering of the Holy Spirit, as we are going to listen to God's Word, today I believe that the Lord is going to release God's love in a precious way. I believe that the Lord is going to release His freedom in the hearts and spirits of so many people. As I was preparing and praying for this topic, I saw... A uh, lot of um, prisons, cellars, prison cellars uh, in the hearts of people. And those cellars being opened and broken. And I believe that the Lord is going to uh, uh, free up, uh, release so many captives uh, because of unforgiveness in the hearts of people. And, and, the, and because of this, the third thing will happen. You will blossom in the work of the Lord. You will blossom in the plan of God. And let's take this time to surrender uh, this session. And I believe today I want you to expect that one touch from God can change our entire course of life. I especially sense in my spirit that there are uh, people who are uh, not quick to grasp. Uh, you are not so quick your pace might be less compared to other people. And I want you to believe for a touch of God today. I believe and I want you to know that more than any therapy, more I'm not against therapy, more than any therapy, the Lord's touch can make you excellent and intelligent. Hallelujah. Father, today we give this time unto you, Lord Jesus. We give this time unto you. We give this time unto you. Lord Jesus, we mean it, Lord. Without being in you, without relying on you, nothing can happen, Lord. I can probably speak from here, but Lord, uh, if it has to reach the other end, Lord, you have to control and, and set everything in order, Lord. Lord, that is the truth about everything in our life, Lord Jesus. So we humble down. And we joyfully do our part, Lord, that we are surrendering ourselves completely to the Holy Spirit. 
Oh Holy Spirit, you are the sweet spirit who have come into our lives to lead us according to the ways of God. We are so blessed to have you as our God who is dwelling in us and you are our comforter. When we come across different surprises, challenges in our life, you comfort us and you help us to have our mind in its place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now I pray for those who are uh, utterly confused. I pray for those who are uh, feeling tormented in their mind right now. I pray the peace of the Holy Spirit to invade your hearts and mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, I want to speak your shalom upon those who feel cluttered in their mind. Those who feel like trapped in their mind. I pray the shalom of God and the power of God to break every chain of the enemy in minds, operating in minds. Let every battle, let every battle that is happening in the mind realm, let Jesus emerge victorious in every mind that is listening to me right now. Hallelujah. And I speak the love of God. I speak the freedom of God. I speak the peace of God right now to take over. And whatever the Holy Spirit is going to minister from this word of God, from this time, they will be able to receive that and it will cause a hundredfold harvest. Yes, we speak that. We put our faith in you, Jesus. Oh Lord, we are grateful that you are all powerful, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So today I want to talk about, talk about, uh, and the title for today's message is, When We Forgive. Hallelujah. When we forgive, yeah, uh, this is something, uh, this is one of the, uh, one of the funniest thing which is very easy to speak and which is very difficult to do. Yeah, very much easy to teach but very much difficult to practice. Yeah, so uh, I believe that the Holy Spirit will encourage. So initially, I'll just, uh, initially the topic's title was when you forgive, yeah. But then I suddenly realized that actually it is for me too. Yeah? This message is for me too. Because this is not a one-time thing. This is something that the Lord will enable us every day, every moment. So towards the, uh, uh, towards the last, uh, I mean, uh, last hour of yesterday's working time, I think I just texted Asha and asked, Asha, uh, I really don't want to bother you. Uh, is the poster ready? If it's not ready, can you please change that you and can you please uh, put it as... Uh, we, yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So let's um, listen to, let's check this Bible verse, Luke chapter 17 verse 1. This verse says, then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. So this scripture is clearly Helping us to understand that life without offenses is impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are not able to see uh, the video right now, I want you to take an extra effort to engage with my voice today. Because today let nothing distract us from, from receiving the ministering of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the scripture says, life without offenses is impossible. Some people are dreaming today of that promised land. 
where there is no hurt. That is eternity. There is no place like that in this whole earth. Yeah? Some are dreaming about that promised land where there is no hurt. Nobody is going to come and offend me. Everybody is just going to do what I like and I will have a very peaceful, peaceful life. And I uh, am not a great student of geography, but still I don't know of a place, I haven't heard of a place uh, like this where I won't get hurt anymore. Yeah? And I believe because the scripture has clearly said that it is impossible that no offenses should come, even if you try to, because it's a lockdown season, even if you try to just ask every person to leave from your home or uh, you just lock yourself up in a particular home, I believe that somebody will come online to offend you. Yeah? This is not a negative prophecy. Yeah? I believe that at least if there are no man to uh, offend you, some cat or dog or some animals will offend you. If at all, I think because it's a scriptural truth, some way you'll get offended. So I believe that rather than dreaming about a life without any offense, or, or running away from this fear that who is that next person who will hurt me, I think rather than that, because, because of this choice, because of this mindset, we would have changed our job places. We would have changed our previous church. We would have changed our association with people. We would have probably changed our carousel. And I want to encourage you, rather than dreaming about a time or a, uh, or, or a place where nobody is going to offend me, I want to encourage you to learn the scriptural way how to handle if an offense happens in my life. Hallelujah. And today I want, to, I want you to know that not every instance that hurts us is an intended offense against us. I don't want to believe that everybody or every hurt that has happened in my life is because somebody intentionally wanted to hurt me. One of the things that I really like about our church is uh, we have a lot of God lovers in our church. I praise God for that. We don't have a religion here. We don't follow a, a particular uh, so-called pattern. I believe, I'm so joyful and grateful that we have so much of God lovers in this family. Hallelujah. So I believe that not every instance of hurt that I go through is an intentional effort by someone to hurt me. But most of them I believe, I believe a good percentage of the hurt that I go through is a perceived offense. Is a perceived offense. Just like just like in the, uh, in the Garden of Eden, when, when Satan tempted Eve, Eve comes to a conclusion. Oh, this God is trying to keep away the best fruit away from me. This God is not so happy about I'm, uh, uh, myself taking that best fruit. So Satan is trying to create a doubt in uh, in the heart of uh, Eve, and Eve is concluding that this God is not a good God. Most of the times we perceive and we come to wrong conclusions and choose to be offended. Very often, differences makes us offended. And, and I remember, 
I remember that uh, one of the activities that uh, that we had when I was working in a particular uh, company, uh, we had the initial orientation, uh, orientation session and we had an instructor and he asked us to hold our hands together. Yeah, Hold our hands together as in uh, like we cross our fingers and uh, just because you are not able to see me right now, I'm just explaining it. Yeah, so uh, uh, hold our hands together, cross our fingers, and um, and just hold it so tight. And then he was asking us, okay, which is which thumb is first as you hold like this? Yeah, I hope you're doing that. Hold your hands together, and then uh, allow your fingers to go through each other. And then uh, hold it tight. And then he asked, which thumb is first in order? So some said left, some said right. And uh, he then asked, okay, uh, those who have their left thumb, raise your hands. So some of them raised their hands. Then he asked, okay, those who have right, raise your hands. Some of them raised their hands. And then he asked that question, okay, which one is right? Suddenly there's a, uh, it was a, a weird question. What is, so we asked, what is, in, uh, what is about that right thing in this? Uh? There's nothing right. And some people said, uh, it, is based on, uh, it is based on what we are about to do decides whether it is right or wrong. But we saw one guy, he was saying, sir, right is right. Sir, right is right. So I thought actually this guy should be a staunch believer. Because we have often heard that the Lord will save you with his right arm. Yeah. This guy should be very spiritual, I thought. This guy should be spiritual. And then uh, he should be... Uh, then I, I was thinking actually, okay, this is the first day and I should connect with him and, and I'll soon have a fellowship of believers. Yeah. Then uh, Asar turned towards him and asked, Hey, why do you think uh, that right is right? And this really shocked me at that time. We laughed. But I want to tell you that this is what we do often in most other cases in our lives. Yeah? He said, sir, because right is first, when I did it, right has to be right. Because I did this way, this is the right way. We laughed. And that guy felt this was absolutely serious. He didn't laugh. He was asking actually, oh, he was thinking actually the whole class, uh, they didn't understand his amazing point. But this is how we often operate. When we are convinced about certain perspective in our life, when we are sure about certain perspective in our life, we are fully on it and we vouch for it, we fight for it, we want to just... We, was, we just want to protect it and we want to say, oh, this is how it should be. Then he just did the next step. He said, can you please change the order? If your right thumb was the first thumb, can you please change the order and make the left thumb your first thumb? So we did that. We did that. And then he asked, how do you feel right now? Everybody said, oh, strange. 
It's really weird. Oh, it's not matching, sir. It, 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 it makes us uncomfortable. So the sir was instructing us. The same fingers that, was, uh, that were with you from the day of your birth, just because it's changed its location or position, this has created discomfort in you. Now you are saying that actually this is really weird. Yeah? So first we did like this. And, we, and he said, okay, right thumb is the, uh, the, is the right thing. And then the sir instructed that, okay, can you please change the order and make your left thumb the first thumb. And then immediately we were saying, oh, it's not good. It's not good. It's weird, sir. It is, we feel different. And so the moral of the story or the session was that, please don't fight on silly differences. It is this easy to have discomfort. It is this easy to be uncomfortable. It is this easy to feel a difference. Same two fingers, which were with you from the day when you were born, which were working together, the moment it changed its position, you are uncomfortable. And if we believe that when we operate with people, when we work with people, when we start a new life together with another person, between husband and wife, between children and parents, if we think everything is going to be absolutely comfortable, I don't think a wisdom in that. I don't see a wisdom in that. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us that we have to understand and we have to expect that a life without offenses is impossible. My daughter likes to dress up very well. Yeah, she's that typical girl, which I haven't seen much. We were three boys in our home, and the greatest dressing up we ever had is wear proper clothes, put a belt, comb hair, wash face, leave. Leave for playing, leave for uh, doing cricket or school or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we believed in action more than this grooming. Yeah. But it is new trend in our home right now. So this little one wants to dress up all the time. The right shoes, the right clips, and the right dress. Uh, and we are okay with that. But there are certain times when we really want to, when we really go on long trips, we are not sure about the availability, easy availability of toilets. Yeah. So we tell her, Hey, can we just wear a small trouser so that it will be easier for you? No! Her perspective is very different. She hasn't seen this need. So I told you before, differences can cause discomfort. Change in perspectives can cause differences and thereby causing offenses. Sometimes... Uh, failed expectations causes disappointment. And because of that, we feel offended to people who didn't care for us. Or we think sometimes somebody else should have ensured that actually we get the best treatment. Because the root of all these things are actually, we always think that actually we deserve better. I remember one heartbreaking or 
I don't know whether, whether heartbreaking, yeah, it was definitely tummy breaking for sure. Uh, heartbreaking incident where uh, we three boys, uh, when we were growing up, we were just foodies all the time. Yeah. Right now when we talk about intermittent fasting and spiritual fasting and reducing calories and all, I know only God can do this in my life. I was never brought up like that. In fact, I, in fact, I just, uh, I just, I would say, I just had a great, great life. Yeah. So, so we three went to an auntie's house. An auntie knew that three giants are coming with a big tummy, yeah, or three big tummies. So auntie prepared a very good biryani. The smell was superb. Yeah. And uh, I almost planned at least three bowls, okay? Uh, I already set my standard expectation, but I don't want anybody to think that I'm a Kudian, yeah, or uh, I'm a foodie, yeah, because I don't know, somehow it is counted as a bad thing, I guess, but, uh, but I still do love to uh, eat with some good competitors and have a good partnership in that, yeah. So I want to have three bowls. I'm just planning when auntie goes in uh, to take another serving, I'll quickly pour one. So that was, I was making my strategy. And uh, so auntie did the first serving for everybody. So my brothers were there. We three were there. Uh, so uh, we all had. And when, it's, when it was time for the second serving, so, so I have a thing, because I don't want the auntie to know that actually I am uh, really a Kodian or a, a foodie, uh, I want everybody to compel me. Kajikimone, kajikimone. Please eat, please eat. And then I will say, no, 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 Okay, auntie, okay. So this is my uh, general strategy. Yeah. So, so I'm expecting that auntie is going to compel me uh, the, for the second serving. So auntie compelled my eldest uh, brother. Auntie compelled, and he was successful. Uh, auntie uh, compelled my uh, next brother, elder brother. He was also successful. And I'm waiting. Mm-mm, come, come. Yeah. And Auntie asked, uh, she didn't compel. Auntie asked me, uh, shall I serve you the second? Uh, shall I serve you some more? I said, no, Auntie, no, Auntie. Uh, so Auntie, to my shock, surprisingly, Auntie said, Kunyale, he might be saying true. He might be saying truth. Yeah? Oh, he's a small child. Yeah? Uh, even, my, even if my tummy was so big, I, I think I was my fifth standard or something. Yeah? Uh, so, Auntie said, he's a small child. He might be saying the truth. Let me not bother him. Oh, my God. So, I really wanted to tell Auntie, Auntie, please bother me. Please bother me. Please compel me. Yeah. Yeah, please come help me. And Auntie just uh, took away that focus from me because Auntie felt I was done. Then immediately after the dinner, and I was thinking actually my brothers were so cruel that their focus only in their plates. Yeah, and after the dinner, I just asked them. I was so disappointed, hurt, heartbroken, tummy broken, everything broken, and I asked them. Don't you know that actually every time I eat biryani two, three bowls, why didn't you compel me? She wouldn't know, but you know me. Yeah? Missed expectations. That's still a pain today. If any of you feel like giving me extra biryani, I can receive that. Yeah. So, uh, missed expectations causes offense in us. Hallelujah.
oftentimes we are not ready to just listen what is the other person's perspective when they hint their idea to us when they think why they when they tell us why they differ from us when they try to share their perspective why this is different from what you are proposing why your idea is not probably the best in this occasion we are not ready to listen and one of the major reasons for why for the for why we walk in offense is that we are self centered we are focusing on what we said we are focusing only on our perspective i'm not against strongly suggesting your idea your opinion there are times when things go won't go our way i think even then the bible tells us to be at peace i'm coming to those points right now so one of the things that we need to learn from these uh, uh, these thoughts and from the scriptures that we cannot have a life without offenses I think when we when I look at some people every time they have a reason to be upset one time when I talk to them they'll say pastor he did like this next time the character changed the person is just same upset pastor this time she is upset next time I ask him who made you upset yeah. sometimes there won't be any people then he is upset with god at one time god is also super in his life and he is upset with him that he is not at par with where she should be there is no life without any offenses most of the time we are disappointed we are offended because we try to control and this word control is often connected to negative things often connect- i thought it's a negative word but i understand today that it's a neutral word what do you mean by control by control we mean that or, or the true definition is i am trying to create the output that i want be it positive be it negative and some of you think a pastor is a good thing no i can control can i ask you one question if controlling for right reason is permissible is scriptural i want to tell you that god wouldn't have to wait so much for salvation of the whole world there is no greater reason than salvation for god to compel us if compelling was okay if controlling was legitimate according to the plans of god hallelujah hallelujah so most of the time we try to control so you are saying pastor this is a big project and i am in i'm concerned i want this to happen in a particular way i want to tell you my dear brother and sister that anything beyond us we cannot control anything beyond us we cannot control we are unable to control that output all we can do is to trust in the lord the scripture says in psalm 37 commit your plans to the lord and trust in him he not he 
or she, but he shall bring it to pass. Are you doing a, a, a big scale project? I want you to commit your plans unto the Lord. Don't trust in anyone else or anything else. Commit your plans unto the Lord and trust in Him and not your super plan. Trust in Him and He shall bring it to pass. The Bible often understands that there are times when we can be, we will be anxious. That's why the scripture says in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, that be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The moment we feel burdened, concerned about a particular thing, turning up a particular way, we need to pray. That's what the scripture says. Commit your plans unto the Lord. If you are not able to be peaceful, trade your anxiety with the peace from God. Through prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people are offended with God. They think that because certain things didn't happen in my life, God is a cruel God. God is not a good God. I want you to know that beware of your conclusions. Beware, beware of how you interpret. Eve, recent, recent, thought, uh, had different perspectives. End of day, she violated the word of God. And there was a consequence. Whatever planning you have, whatever thought patterns you have, whatever interpretation you have, whatever conclusions you derive, if it is not magnifying Jesus, it is not helpful. It is not helpful. All the talents that God has given us, all the resources that God has given us, all the wiring that God has done in us, let it be used to magnify Jesus in our lives. Hallelujah. So today if you are in a place wherein you have concluded that God is not a good God because of certain things didn't happen or some ugly or bad things that you think did happen, I want you to know that you will renew your mind according to the scripture which says in Psalm 84 verse 11, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Are you walking upright today before the Lord? I want you to encourage you. I want to encourage you to put your focus, put your energy, put your strength and, and your thinking into to, to, to ask yourself, how can I walk upright before my Lord Jesus? And then I will see the fulfillment of this verse in my life, that as I walk upright before the Lord, He will not withhold any good thing in my life. Hallelujah. Some people are not interested in fixing their walk, but they want the best from God. And often I tell, um, uh, tell when I speak to those who are in the youth, I say, hey, every game has a rule. Whether we like it or not, the game will go according to the rules. God has set processes. God has set guidelines. 
it is this word of god that will not pass away and this word says certain commandments this word talks about the heart of god whether you and me like it or not it will keep upholding the nature of god it will keep upholding the statutes of god the question is whether we are trying to bend the scripture for our needs or whether we are trying to bend ourselves for the glory of god let's take a decision today to fit into the plans of god to humble down and fall into the plans of god some people are offended with other people other brothers and sisters listen to me carefully the scripture says in ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood i'm not going to read the remaining portion we know that scripture very well for we do not the scripture clearly says oh, oh there is a particular category against which we won't wage war those who have flesh and blood so i want to bring a practical thought into your life today if you are able to portray your hatred your unforgiveness your bitterness and put a face to it i want to tell you that you are deceived when you think about unforgiveness when you think about hatred when you think about pain and when you and and you 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 see faces of people coming into your mind i want to tell you the devil is trying to distract you because you are in the wrong battle for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood will you take a decision today oh lord jesus i was wrong i want to just lay down this battle this wrong battle it's a leadership principle pick the right battles the scripture also encourages pick the right battle fight the real enemy today if you think some people have messed up my life some people have really caused heavy consequences in my life i want you to know if god wanted to stop that he was able i cannot probably explain why everything happened in your life or even my life but i know one thing if god wanted to do one thing or something he was able and he is able and he will be able all the days of eternity or or or, or just all the days of our life he was never short of power so considering all things if he has allowed something let us humble down and let us walk with god in our journey sometimes he may explain why certain things were allowed but sometimes we would know only when we see him face to face and i believe when we see him face to face we won't have time to talk about these petty things when we see him face to face i have heard these people saying that oh certain things we will or of stories of why this thing happened to me and all only when when we see him face to face i don't know whether we'll be able to discuss this with the lord when we see him face to face he or oh, we're going to see him in his majesty and when we see him in his majesty are we going to ask lord why did that guy took away 1 lakh from me 
Oh, that sounds very petty to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today I want to encourage, I believe that the Lord has already begun the process of forgiveness. The Lord is enabling some of you to just release people right now from the prison cellars of your heart. Just release that freedom. As the Lord gave you freedom, release that freedom right now. Hallelujah. Take a decision today that I am not going to pick battle against this person. Oh, I'm going to forgive. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to that forgiveness portion, but I'm not going to take this battle against my dad, my spouse, my children, my neighbor. Oh, this is not the battle I'm supposed to fight. Some people are offended with themselves. The scripture says in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This clearly says the Lord is ready to forgive you. The Lord is eager and ready to forgive you and to move on with you in your glorious journey that the Lord has planned for you. But some are not able to agree with the fact that how did this happen through me? How did I say that word? Oh, how did I sin? How did I take that bad decision? How did I do that thing to that person? I pray that today your ego will not hinder you from coming to Jesus and asking forgiveness. The Bible says if you confess, He is faithful and just to forgive you. The scripture says in Psalm 103 verse 14, He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. The previous verse says, because of this, He shows mercy to us. Hallelujah. Will you take a decision today to forgive yourself? I remember one time, I saw somebody crying. And I asked, hey, why are you crying? That person said, I sent a wrong message in, uh, I sent the right message, but in a wrong WhatsApp window. And the person was crying. I said, it's okay. It's not okay. I said, it's okay. Uh, No, it's okay. It's not okay. Then I tried scripture. Hey, you are the chosen one. It's not going in. And then I tried, uh, the person was coming, and the person was asking, how can you be so peaceful knowing that I sent the right text in the wrong window? What would have they thought about me? I said, I have done this many times. I praise God for all my right texts in the right window today. You need God to help you with the grace to send the right text every day in the right window. When something goes haywire, it's just a sign to ask for fresh grace. Hallelujah. Will you please don't, uh, will you please Stop from keeping a a greater standard for you. 
with god keep excelling with god just give your best unto the lord let the lord bring great results and fruit out of you but the lord himself says here that he knows our frame he remembers that we are dust which means that any time something good has to happen from our life we have to abide in him and he will give his grace in our life hallelujah hallelujah this word offense the root word of that offense that in in greek is scandalon which means it's a trap a noose or a trap which is often kept to trap animals from destroying the the harvest so offense is a trap how do we come out of the trap is by showing an emotional drama is that how we come out of the trap the trap will get tighter if we shout will we come out of that trap it will become more harder we have to come out of this trap using wisdom and what does the scripture says about handling offenses the scripture tells us something can forgive first corinthians chapter 13 verse first four says love is patient love is patient the scripture says oh there is something in you that is patient that can suffer that can suffer long it is kind so today if you are not able to forgive somebody if you are not able to forgive yourselves i want you to know it is not about the other person it is not about the gravity of that offense it is about your love being dried up will you ask today lord jesus you have all the love to forgive this whole world lord will you give a new release of your love into me hallelujah if you are in a place where you are not able to forgive i want you to know it's not that thought that is going to strengthen you but i want you to know this love is powerful enough to help you to forgive will you ask for god's love into your life some people consider the 10 commandments as something very precious and compared to other verses the scripture says all scripture is god breathed Now we are going to listen to a God-breath scripture in Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Bearing one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against each other, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Which means today I need to conclude, the children of God need to conclude that forgiveness is not a option, but forgiveness is the only option. Forgiveness is not an option but forgiveness is the only option if I believe in Jesus. You might be telling pastor you don't know what they did to me. I don't know but I believe Christ knows. Knowing all these things for you to come out of that noose out of that scandal on out of that trap the Lord is giving his wisdom into your life. Forgive forgive the moment you look into his face 
the moment you look into what he has done, it will not help you to forgive. That's why the scripture is asking us, forgive as Christ forgave you. The Lord is asking us, don't look like this and forgive. Look like this and forgive. Lord, because you forgive, I'm going to forgive. I want to represent you. A few weeks back we heard from Pastor Hannah that we are called to be who you are, children of God. The mature children of God. Who represents God. Who imitates this great father. And this God is telling us, just as I forgave you, Ephesians 4 verse 32, let's look at the scripture, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So the Bible is again and again mentioning that forgiveness is the only option whenever there is an offense and a complaint. I'm not clearly telling you that, hey, if somebody is physically abusing you, if somebody is just uh, tearing you apart, hey, you forgive and you just go back again to that trap and again get affected, again, uh, again forgive. No, the, I think the first, uh, the, the meaning of this portion is don't carry that offense in your heart. The next step about how to handle that situation, I want you to apply the Lord's wisdom about that. Hallelujah. And why did that person offended you? That person did sin. That person offended you because he fell short of the character of Jesus Christ. This is not that math wherein one negative added to another negative will become a positive. The scripture tells us not to overcome evil with evil, but to overcome evil with good. Hallelujah. I remember, I remember what um, uh, Dr. Kavita shared about the good works. The good works, that the root word means the good works that is sourced of God. That derives from the heart of God. So when there is an offense that happens into our life, the Lord is asking us to overcome that with the good forgiveness that comes from the heart of God. That is part of the nature of God. Hallelujah. So today I want all of us, the children of God, to know that forgiveness is the only option that the Lord has put forward to us. Luke chapter 6, verse 36 and 37. This clearly tells us our forgiveness from the Lord is very much connected to our forgiving to others. Therefore be merciful. As who your children, we are called to imitate His mercy. Therefore be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Most of the times we think, Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not able to forgive because, because you don't know what that person did to me. That was so gross. That was terrible. No man would ever do such thing to a person. I want you to see this verse. James 2.13 For judgment without mercy For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. 
when we refer to psalms 113 verse 10 11 12 and 13 this is another version of the verse that we just read there the psalmist is so happy the psalmist says i praise god that he did not give what i deserve i praise god that he did not do according to my deeds but just as a father towards his son he shows mercy the lord is asking us even though when you judge and evaluate the person has done terrible things in your life the person has really affected you but i want you to know that the lord is asking us to put mercy above judgment and the lord says when we put mercy above judgment the judgment that the lord is going to have upon us will have mercy hallelujah hallelujah and i'm winding up my message by sharing about four things that's going to happen when we forgive when we forgive the word forgive the root word means showing favor showing favor just as i said mention just as i mentioned right now a person offenses if it's not a perceived offense a person sins against us a person persecutes us because he is not able to operate in the character of jesus the lord is asking the children of god the body of christ the believers the disciples will you show favor upon him because he is lacking in the aspect of christ likeness will you show favor upon him if anyone comes into your mind right now whom you should forgive will you take a decision today lord to pray like this lord they need help lord they are not operating according to your word they are not operating according to your behavior lord lord i want to speak favor upon them favor means divine enablement i am speaking the enablement of god over them to be christ like hallelujah that is awesome that is awesome we are not creating puppets who will behave like us we are not creating puppets who will just do everything according to what we want we are raising up sons and daughters of god so what we should pray is something that god wants lord I, it's okay that i got offended it's okay because i know that he might have affected me i know that you can fill me even much more than what i had i know lord that you can you can put a double portion but lord i'm concerned about him lord i'm not angry i think it's so important for us to have that right attitude lord i'm concerned about my dear brother dear sister lord i discern i recognize that person needs help lord lord i pray favor upon that person Lord I pray that this person will not do this again. Will you change that person inside? 
Oh, will you bless? Will you bless? When we forgive, we release favor into the life of that person. There is another meaning. There is another meaning to that root word, forgive. That means, give freely. Don't wait for your spouse to come and tell thousand sorries before you forgive. Don't test whether that sorry is coming from their heart or mind. Are you a huyos child of God? Do you want to be a mature child of God? If yes, forgive freely. Even before they come and say something about the offense, if it happens, in certain occasions it doesn't happen. Oh, how much I thought some people would come and say sorry to me in a glorious way. Oh, the anointed one, thou will forgive me. Nothing like that has happened till now. I had a dream. That dream is yet to come to pass. Somebody who offended me. Yeah. Now when, I, when they know that I am a pastor. Oh, I was dreaming. The anointed holy one. I saw them on my feet. Not at Christ's feet. At my feet. Oh, the anointed one. We didn't know that thou arest the holiest. So many dreams. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I don't think actually it will happen. I'm glad that it didn't happen. Let's give forgiveness freely. Let's forgive not because we have to, but because we choose to. That's my journey. That's my journey. My journey is not to conquer the other person. My journey is to be Christ-like. Because my Father is merciful. Oh, because my Father is forgiving. I want to forgive. I want to forgive. I want to tell the other person. Uh, uh, sometimes if we say before, I forgive you, then they might say, I didn't do anything wrong. Then that will be another fight. So don't do that. The moment they say, okay, I'm sorry, hey, it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Don't say dialogues like, I forgive you, not because I want to, but just because God loves to. No, no, no. This is the choice that I make. I want to forgive. Just don't make it dramatic. Handle that within you, between you and God. Because you are forgiving that person because... Christ forgiving. You are imitating your dad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second thing when you forgive, you are defeating the plan of the enemy. Or the enemy has put a noose, a trap with you and the other person. Don't sign up for that plan. I don't have a war with this person. How much ever terrible that person is even if I think like that. I am not going to pick that war. You are defeating the enemy's plan when you forgive. Third thing, when you forgive, you manifest the nature of God. Fourth thing, you are choosing a merciful judgment over you. If the Lord wants to count our sins and transgressions, 
there is a verse in the bible uh, that says uh, that uh, we, the, uh, if if it was to write down all the miracles that jesus did the books in the whole world won't be enough i was thinking if it was to record all our transgressions and sins the books in the whole universe sometimes won't be enough and from the lord's side mercy triumphed over judgment and when we show that mercy his mercy will triumph over our judgment every day his mercy shall triumph in our times of judgment every day hallelujah so today i want to leave you with certain practical steps and then i want to pray for you the scripture says clearly i'm just doing a quick summary the scripture says life without offense is impossible what is your plan next time for a godly response when you're offended do you have a plan for that the scripture says to prepare when we know that the lord is coming we are called to prepare when we know that the offense is going to happen what is your preparation what is what are the ways of your ungodly responses right now is your tongue sharp when it hurts you do you blame others when you are hurt what is that ungodly response from your side that happens when you're offended i remember a time where i couldn't handle my anger i wanted a deep change within me but that was not happening immediately i remember instances when i hold my lips like this and then i'll slowly move away from that scene i wanted to change and today i know the lord has helped me to move forward so much in that area i want you to believe that the moment you surrender your ungodly ways of handling offenses the lord will help you hallelujah the second thing i want to tell you regarding a practical application is that when there are differences and change of perspectives try to understand what the other person is trying to achieve give time give time the scripture says in proverbs that it is the wisdom of a man that makes him slow to anger ask for that wisdom i pray that wisdom over all of you let's give time let's not be reactive ask god for help lord let me just try to understand what the other person is saying third thing if there is something that is really bothering you have a habit of taking that in prayer it might be a tough project it might be your finances it might be uh, your relationship with your spouse or kids that is bothering you today offending you today take that to the lord do not try, try to control allow each one in their journey with god show them favor show them love show them kindness let them walk with god they might be in a in a they might be having a slower pace in their journey with god let them walk with god show them favor and the last option and the last step that i want to say would be forgiveness is not an option forgiveness is 
the option. Forgiveness is the option. I don't have any other choice. I don't have any other choice. As long as I decide to grow as a mature child of God, this is the only option that I have. I'm going to pray for you. Father, oh thank you for, thank you for speaking into our hearts right now. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, right now, I pray your love and your grace over each one listening to me today to Lord. Fill your heart, Lord. Oh, let the Lord fill your heart. Let the Lord fill your heart. Fill your heart. Fill your heart. Let the Lord fill your heart. Let the Lord fill your heart with His love. Fill your heart with His love. Oh, let the Lord fill your heart with His love. Receive the love of Jesus right now. Receive, receive the love of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, O God, grace over each one listening to me today to humble down and to listen more, not to be reactive, to have a grip over their anger, Lord, and to listen and to understand there is a possibility of another perspective. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Your wisdom, your wisdom to be slow to anger, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Right now, I pray, O God, that the jails, the prisons in the hearts of so many people be opened in Jesus' name. Oh, you really, I believe you are receiving the grace to release people from your captivity. The Lord has set them free. The Lord wants to set them free. Release them. Release them right now. Release them right now. If you lean on to God, you will, you will receive the grace for it. And you will blossom. You will blossom as long as you walk with God. No good thing will be blocked in your life. He will not withhold any good thing. And I speak that you will blossom in your life. You will blossom in your life. You will blossom in your life. I pray, O oh God, for the Holy Spirit ministering. The Holy Spirit led life to be a reality in the lives of every person who is watching me right now. Let every anxiousness to be taken into the presence of God. Oh, I speak victory, Lord. We give you all praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wscc.in.